Hi, everyone. You're hearing from me straight up this week because I've got two important things to let you know about before we get stuck into my interview with Hallie Warnock, which, by the way, is on a topic that I know is going to be of real interest to so many of you. Hallie and I are talking about the use of recording devices in strata meetings and the steps that you can take to ensure that if you're recording a meeting, you're doing so in a way that's within the bounds of the law. So great episode coming up for you. But firstly, my two announcements. These announcements are specific to listeners in New South Wales. Firstly, we finally have a date, a date for our new Strata law. We're told that these laws are going to be taking effect from the 30th of November 2016. We're still waiting to see the final regulations and we're told to expect those within a few weeks. So I'll keep you updated on some key aspects of that law and how I think it's going to impact you as strata owners and managers and key players in the sector. Second announcement, those of you who have subscribed to the Your Strata Property mailing list will already have received an email about this, but some exciting news, a new offer on the website. I've produced a series of eBooks. Each eBook deals with a key area of concern for strata owners and managers in New South Wales. You can check out the eBooks on the website, www.yourstrataproperty.com.au forward slash eBooks. The eBooks are covering five areas. I've got a book dealing with amendments to the Home Building Act, New South Wales, and I think that's essential reading for any buildings that are pursuing building defects claims or even those who are entering into contracts for residential building work. I've got a book that deals with window safety and how to bring your building into compliance with the new window safety laws, which are due to start in less than 18 months now a book that deals with fire safety. So you really need to be getting serious about fire safety in your building. And I specifically use a case study and that's the Connie Zhang case study, really sad case that happened here in Sydney and set out some key takeaways from that sad scenario that you can make sure you're implementing in your building today to avoid those tragic consequences. Another ebook, Swimming Pools. Ensure the safety of your residents and visitors by complying with new swimming pool safety laws. And these are really brand, brand new laws here in New South Wales. And another book dealing with asbestos. So each book's available for purchase for a modest fee. And I think they're packed with value. If you've taken the opportunity to purchase one, and I know a number of you have already, thank you. Drop me a line. Let me know what you think of the content. And if you like the idea of receiving information in the ebook format, let me know. Let me know what other topics you'd like to see covered. There are certainly more ebooks in the pipeline, and I do want to make sure that I'm covering the areas that are most important to you. So please don't hesitate to get in touch. All right. Thanks for that indulgence. On to episode 20, my interview with Hallie Warnock. Enjoy. Welcome to Your Strata Property, the podcast for property owners looking for reliable, accurate and bite-sized information from an experienced and authoritative source. To access previous episodes and useful strata tips, go to www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. 
Hello and welcome. I'm Amanda Farmer and this is Your Strata Property. Today we're joined by a member of my team at Lawyers Chambers, Hallie Warnock. Hi, Hallie. Hi, Amanda. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Now, Hallie is a paralegal and final year law student. She's a graduate of the University of Texas in Austin for International Relations and Global Studies and French. She's currently enrolled in the University of Sydney's Juris Doctor Law Program, where she has been the recipient of the Wigram Allen Scholarship. Hallie was a Rotary International Exchange student from 2008 to 2009 on a full scholarship in Saint-Nazaire, France, where she acquired fluent French. She acquired her interest in law while working at a Dallas law firm. Hallie's interest in diversity and new challenges has led her to Sydney and in particular to Lawyers Chambers, where she's been part of our team for over three years. Gosh, that has gone really quickly. She is well known and loved by many of our clients, particularly for her Southern charm, if I may say so. Today, I'm delighted to welcome Hallie Warnock from Lawyers Chambers. Welcome, Hallie. Yay, thank you again. Now, Hallie, I've invited you on the show today because I know that you have recently completed some research on the topic of using recording devices in strata meetings. This is something that I come across quite regularly in my career as a strata lawyer, the question of whether strata meetings can be legally recorded and if they are recorded, whether that recording can be used. So, Hallie, I'll start by asking you to tell us why is the recording of meetings such a critical issue for people living in strata? Well, living in strata means that once a year – with annual general meetings or sometimes multiple times a year with extraordinary general meetings, they're going to be conducted and people are going to want to possibly record. You know, during these meetings, important matters are discussed and decisions are made. And unfortunately, sometimes disputes arise or there's ongoing litigation. Mm. And because of this, people feel the need to want to have an accurate recording of what happened. They, you know, don't want to be misrepresented or they worry that the minutes won't accurately reflect what happened. So Mm. what better way than to record? But the next question then becomes, can you legally record an EGM or AGM? And if you can, what are the legal limitations, both as an owner and as an attendee in the meeting? Mm. So what do you think, Hallie? Is it legal to record a strata meeting or or how can someone legally record a strata meeting? Well, if I had to give a one-line answer, <laughs> I would say generally no, but you can with consent and there are a few exceptions. Mm, okay. So let me just start by saying the statute that regulates the recording of conversations in New South Wales is the Surveillance Devices Act of 2007. Mm-hmm. And the general rule laid out by sections in 1112 says it is illegal to publish or possess a private conversation without consent. So in most cases, once again, it's not going to be okay to record unless you have consent. Mm. And additionally, possessing a conversation that's been obtained illegally is also an offense. Wow. Interesting. Okay. So obtaining that consent, how might we do that in the context of a strata meeting? Well, going back to what I said at the beginning, you know, there are exceptions. Mm. So one of the exceptions is if you have the consent of the principal parties, either expressly or impliedly. 
So in the context of an AGM or an EGM, what you would do is at the beginning of the meeting, you would say, I would like to record this meeting. Does anyone have any objections? Hmm. So by calling for objections, and if no one replies, you know, disagreeing to you recording, that's implied consent and hmm. or that's consent. And that could give you grounds to record the meeting. Yeah, I like that idea. And I've actually seen that work well at some meetings that I've attended where there have been lot owners who have wanted to record and even uh, moving and passing a motion that the meeting be recorded and having it recorded in the minutes that that motion was resolved is something that I would recommend owners corporations do and lot owners encourage and attempt to obtain that resolved motion so that it's reflected in the minutes that recording was permitted by the majority of owners present at the meeting. Okay, Hallie. So you mentioned there the Surveillance Devices Act, I think you said, and you mentioned some exceptions to the rule. Can you just explain that a little bit more for us? Yeah. So to elaborate on the exceptions, most of them are for law enforcement officers. However, there are a couple under Section 7, Subsection 3 of the Surveillance Act that let you record. And the main one that I'm going to mention is that it requires, and quote, a principal party to the conversation consents the listening device being so used and that it is reasonably necessary for the protection of the lawful interests of that principal party. And to break that down a bit, the two main parts of that are lawful interests and reasonably necessary. Mm-hmm. And this is an exception that I wouldn't try to rely upon because it arises in limited circumstances. So it's pretty much allowing an exception for someone who feels really threatened or in Mm -hmm. danger, this is going to let them be able to record without the consent. But once again, I wouldn't really rely upon it. And there's not a lot of case law, especially in the context of an AGM or an EGM. Right. Okay. All right. So we need consent, express or implied consent. And we've talked about how we suggest owners might obtain that. And we've talked about an exception to the need for consent, and that's where it's reasonably necessary to protect your lawful interest. So really where you're under some severe distress, intimidation, perhaps a threat of violence. All right. And cases. So no cases specific to strata, cases not specific to strata? So there's a case in South Australia called Alliance Cratton and Kassar Resources. Mm -hmm. Apologies to Kassar if I'm butchering the pronunciation of their company name. (laughs) But that was actually about corporate meetings. So applying it to this context where it's New South Wales and it's strata meetings, that'd be a bit of a stretch and it's pretty distinguishable on the facts. But one principle that you could take away from it is in the context of meetings, you need consent. And if the majority is telling you you can't record, then you can't record. Okay. So that's what happened in that case. There were, is that right? There was no consent. The majority said no consent and the recording wasn't legal. Yes. The question of the case was, can the majority of the meeting objecting to the recording, even if the recording was otherwise legal, could that stop the person from the courting? And the court decided, yes, the Ah. majority 
not consenting, that was enough. Okay. That's really interesting. And it's not unusual actually that we would take corporations law cases and attempt to, um, sometimes successfully, sometimes not so successfully, apply them to the strata context. So that's an interesting case to keep in mind. I might put the details of that case in the show notes if anybody wants to look that up. All right, Hallie, have you got any um, stories about how you might have helped a strata owner or a strata building in respect to this issue? Well, yes. So recently there was a matter where a lot owner actually tried to get a compulsory managing appointment made through an application through an adjudicator. So that can I just stop you there, Hallie? So that is the compulsory appointment of a strata manager? Yes. Yep. Okay. And they they wanted to do this and we were acting for the incumbent executive committee and Essentially, the lot owner put forward that during a general meeting, the majority of owners had acted unreasonably in denying some recommended works. So the central issue, well, one of the central issues became what was said at this meeting. And actually what had happened was someone who was present at the meeting had recorded it. And as we had said before, you know, you need consent and they had done the steps necessary to obtain consent. They had called for objections. No one had objected. And so they recorded the meeting. And because of this, we got to rely on the transcript of the meeting as evidence. And we got to prove that the majority of the owners weren't acting unreasonably. And as such, we got to have the application for the order denied. Awesome. Good result. And that's the kind of situation where your lawyer is going to be very happy, I think, when you are handed a transcript and you say, how did you get this transcript? Where did this come from? And it is music to your lawyer's ears when you say, well, I recorded it at a meeting. Did you have consent? Yes, I did. I called for objections and there were no objections and there is a, a minute to that effect. So it's something that I do I just want to make this clear. I certainly don't encourage lot owners to record meetings. It's not something that you need to do as a matter of course. But if you feel that you are in a situation where litigation may result and you think that recording the meeting is going to be helpful and in the best interests of the owners, then certainly take that step. But as Hallie's telling us, you need to make sure that you have express or implied consent. And hopefully we've given you some tips there for how you might obtain that. Okay, so Hallie, some misconceptions around the recording of strata meetings. Can we clear up some of those? Yeah, so I feel as though people fall into one of two categories with these misconceptions. Either they think they always have the right to record no matter what, Mm. or conversely, that people never have the right to record. And as we've discussed the truth really falls somewhere in between and it relies heavily on consent. Mm, Awesome. All right. Now, Hallie, you're a first timer to our podcast. So you're going to get the book question. What books have had the greatest impact on you and why? The two books that have had the greatest impact on me are To Kill a Mockingbird and The Autobiography of Malcolm X. Yeah. I read them a long time ago and they've really stuck with me throughout my life. I've read them a couple of times And they really changed my perspective on life and how I viewed things. And that's why they really stuck with me. And the common message they both shared was that people are stronger when they work together rather Mm. than divided. So I guess if I was 
going to tie it in with Strata, it would be that the owners corporation works best when they're together and not divided. That is so very true. And something that we talk about a lot on this podcast, a sense of community working together and working towards that common aim of having a community to be proud of. So thanks for sharing those books with us, Hallie. How do listeners find out more about you? And is there anything you'd like to add before we say goodbye? I just wanted the listeners to take away that this is by no means a straightforward matter. And when applying it to something like an owners corporation meeting, the answer becomes even more difficult. So when in doubt, the best policy is to ask. And if you don't get consent, don't record. And if you need more advice, go seek legal help and keep large chambers in mind. Ah, thank you, Hallie. And thank you very much for your guidance and your advice on this uh, vexed topic. And I'm sure that our listeners out there have some key take-home principles that they can share with their fellow owners, their committees, and maybe even their strata managers. Thanks, Hallie. Catch you next time. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you for listening to Your Strata Property, the podcast which consistently delivers to property owners reliable and accurate information about their strata property. You can access all the information below this episode via the show notes at www.yourstrataproperty.com.au. You can also ask questions in the comments section, which Amanda will answer in her upcoming episodes. How can Amanda help you today?